Hey, what's up, Confession Nation? Brandon Dempsey here. Worship leaders, pastors, friends, thanks so much for coming in. And thank you guys so much for liking and following our Instagram and Facebook page. I've been getting a lot of great messages from you guys, and I just thank you for the support. The reason why I am doing Confessions of a Worship Leader is because it is a book that I'm writing about my spiritual abuse, scars, and damage that have occurred to me, happened to me in ministry, and what God has done with my life to heal and recover from it. So each day, I send out these video messages to you in hopes to encourage where you're at. So today's topic, today's confession, would be Monday mornings. So today is a great day. It is a great day. I'm wearing yellow because I'm happy. I'm in a great mood. It's, you know, fantastic. If you can see what I'm seeing right here, um, there's nothing but, you know, blue sky and the scenery. I'm here in Austin, Texas, and I just love it. But Mondays were not always this way. Mondays were not always blue sky, sunny, quiet. It was usually complete opposite. Darkness, black. And why was Monday so bad? I mean, you think about it because, see, Sunday was the day when we led worship, right? Sunday was the day where we gave our best, where we had an awesome worship experience, um, people, new faces, meeting people who don't know Jesus, and um, I don't find anything greater than that, than truly being in God's presence, and with the people there who enjoy God's presence. But unfortunately, there are people who really don't enjoy God's presence, and there are situations within church, especially among staff, where it insulates and re-insulates the abuse that occurs. Now, you may think and you may ask this, well, Brandon, why do you talk about abuse and why can't you just forgive? Why does this come across this way? It almost sounds like a rant. Well, let me just explain something. See, the healing and recovery that I've went through was not without purpose and it wasn't for me. It's for you. It's for all the people who are hurting. My mission in Confessions of a Worship Leader is to exemplify Proverbs 31 to give a voice to speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves. And that's what this is about. Because many of you have messaged and said, hey Brandon, thank you for speaking these words. Thank you for what you said last week or on this video or on this post on this piece of content because you helped reminded me of the hope that I have in Christ. That's the reason why I do this. And if it sounds like a rant, it sounds like a vent, well, then so be it. That's not my purpose. My purpose is to, as what I had already said, to be a voice for those who can't be a voice for themselves. So Monday, why is that so critical? Well, because as I was saying, come off of Sunday, we come off this big high, at least this was my experience, I would come off this big high on Sunday and then drop down low on Monday. Why was that? Because the beautiful and the most famous that we all know of each day of the week is not just Sunday, it's Monday morning staff meeting. Staff meetings used to be the worst. Why was that? Because I was surrounded by leadership and a pastor who was not on that high. They 
were not really enjoying the presence of God because what they were doing was enjoying the presence of their own evaluations. That's right. Because Monday morning became a grill fest. Now, look, in Texas, we love barbecue, right? We love to eat. I do that as well. I've got my barbecue pit right here. My family enjoys it. But there's something about the way pastors and religious leaders like to grill people on the things that they've done or the things they haven't done, the things they should have done, the things they must done. And what I've learned through therapy is that we should not should or must ourselves anyway because that's an expectation. But what makes it dangerous is when pastors put their expectations over their staff member and then when they combine it with Scripture. And they begin to twist it, making you believe that your perception now is wrong and that they're right. And then we live in this tension. We live in the struggle of this wow, I know what God's called me to do in my heart. I know what the Bible says and what is right. But then over here, I have these five people that are giving me different messages and telling me that I'm doing wrong or silently silencing me or making me feel like the outcast. And then Monday morning becomes this evaluation of, Brandon, why did you sing that note wrong? Or why did you miss that word? Why did you miss that cue before the drums entered? Or before we had this video change? You seem to be, I don't know, you seem to be worshiping too much and not really active in what was happening. It's funny, these conversations that take place because it feels like, I mean, honestly guys, I wish I could make this stuff up. I mean, this is not even, trust me, what I've been through and what you've been through is not even a thumbnail, right, of what's really underneath the iceberg, right? But I'm here to address it because what do you do in those situations on Monday? What do you do when the pastor um, clamps down on you or the leadership becomes so critical where you feel like you can't move in any place or space because someone's going to say something about it? Kind of like social media, right? Somebody says something about what you do or what you said. <laughs> well, I welcome it. And the reason is this, because conversation is healthy and dialogue is great. And this is why we need to talk, because the religious leaders don't want you to talk. Because they don't want you to expose what they're doing. Because they want to keep all the information on the inside private, away from the public. Because that way they won't be persecuted in what they're doing. Because they know what they're doing is wrong. And you know what you're doing is right. So, how do you handle those tough conversations in Monday morning staff meetings? What I would do, number one, take it as a grain of salt. Number two, I, I've learned how to have thick skin. And, and I say this with all the sensitivity because, believe me, I don't know your situation, but I know I've been through mine. And I know it's hard. It is. When I say tough skin and take it as a grain of salt, that is not an easy grain of salt to swallow, a pill, if you will. I get it. And it is tough as nails sitting in that seat. But I had to remind myself of one thing. My worship was for God. It wasn't for man. My worship was to the Lord Jesus. And though what I used to do is, is, is though they would aim their arrows at me, just like David, I would remind myself that I'm under, I'm, I'm God's buckler. He's made me a shield about me. That's who my Lord and Savior is, is a shield about me, is what Psalms talks about. He's the lifter of my head. 
And I had to remember that even though those arrows flew during the day and those darts of flame at night, I knew that still my Savior is there protecting me. I had to keep that hope because what other hope is there? It doesn't, it didn't do me any good to fear for my life because all that was doing is just giving them back the power that they wanted and it was succumbing to it. So Brandon, but yeah, but how do you do that when they're being so critical and they're, it's like they're just, they're just down talking you. I had to look at it this way that it may hurt. I don't like the words. I definitely do not prefer this, but God has another way for me. And I don't have to answer to man. And I had to, I had to flip it. And it took me years to get to this point where I just I say to myself, you know, their words just don't matter. It's just like today. I mean, anyone's word doesn't matter unless you give power to it, right? But when you take that power away, then they're just words. It took a lifetime for me to learn this. It wasn't just over a Sunday or a Monday night. Hard every day. But the Lord reminded me of His grace every day and stepping into it. As I was getting healed, I was stepping out of the spiritually abusive places. So that's my hope for you. That's my encouragement. I hope it means something. Hey, drop me a comment. Let me know what's up. If you want to PM me, uh, direct message, and share something because, man, you, you just don't want to say it publicly. Or, you know what, there's a lot of people who actually like these videos, but you're afraid to hit the like button or to share it because somebody may see it. I get it. Well, then DM me and let me know what's up. How can I help you? Share this out with other people. Um, you know, and if you want me to share it to somebody else because you're afraid of sharing it because somebody will see it, well, then I'll do it. Just let me know what I can do. Anyway, my hope is here for you. I love you guys. Uh, it's God's hope. It's the Lord Jesus who does that hope through us and pulls us through every time. So see you next time, Confession Nation. Love you.